As parents, we always want our children to have the best quality of life. Sometimes we fear that traumatic injuries like fractures or even more common conditions like bow leg can affect that. Luckily, there are specialists who can help our children heal and manage regardless of the orthopedic condition they're faced with. Here to tell us more is Dr. Amr Abdelgawad, an orthopedic surgeon, pediatric orthopedic surgeon, and limb lengthening and reconstruction surgeon at Maimonides Medical Center. This is my Momed Talk. I'm your host, Prakash Chandran. So, Dr. Abdel Gawad, thank you so much for joining us today. I truly appreciate your time. Now, you are, among many things, a pediatric orthopedic surgeon. For those of us not in the know, what exactly does that mean? Thanks for having me. So, pediatric orthopedic surgeon means orthopedic surgeon specialized in dealing with musculoskeletal injuries of the kids meaning that if the kids have injury to the arms or to the legs, they are the orthopedic surgeons that are specialized in this. But not only injuries, it also includes working with diseases of the musculoskeletal system in kids. So if there is a pathology like a deformity, bow leg, or something in the foot, a flat foot or high arch, or some disease that affects the hips or some disease that affects the elbow, all these diseases that affect the bone and the joint of the kids, whether it's injury or disease, the pediatric orthopedic surgeon are the one who's specialized in these things. Got it. Understood. And just out of curiosity, what compelled you to seek this line of workout? I always liked to work with kids. When I was in the medical school, I was thinking of becoming a pediatrician, but then I found that I like surgery more. So after specializing in orthopedic surgery, I decided to continue my passion toward treating kids, and that's why I became a pediatric orthopedic. So you touched upon this, but can you talk about the most common things that you see children come in for, both on, I guess, the traumatic injury fracture side, as well as kind of the common orthopedic conditions as well? So the most common thing for injuries, for fractures, it is wrist injuries and elbow injuries. So kids, when they fall, they try to protect themselves. This is like a reflex. They do this to protect their body. So they put their hand, so they fill on their hand. When you fill on your hand, the two most common things you will break is either your wrist or your elbow. So these are the two most common injuries that we get. Most of these, if they are minimal, which are, which this is the case, most of these cases are just like a small, teeny tiny break. We call sometimes a hairline break or the scientific name is called like a buckle because the bone like buckles. It is not like completely shattered. We manage them with a cast or a splint. If it's a little bit displaced or if there is like a more of an angulation to the fracture, it's either going to be closed reduction, means that we put the fracture back in position and then put a cast, or if the displacement is more, sometimes we have to do more invasive treatment in which we put the pieces of the bone back together and fix them with a, like a metal wire. Okay, understood. And then there's also some more common conditions that I know that you deal with. You mentioned bow leg, flat foot. Can you talk at a high level about what those are and how common they are? Actually, bow leg is extremely common because it is part of the physiologic development. So most kids will have some elements of bow leg when they are born till the age of about two to three in which they start the normal alignment. First, they go into a little bit of the other direction, which is called knock knee. And then by the age of seven to eight years old, they, are, they will have the normal alignment. However, sometimes that bow leg is not 
the normal pollock or what we call the physiologic pollock. So some, sometimes the pollock is not physiologic. It's due to a disease of the growth plate. The growth plate is the area that the boys or the girl grow from. Sometimes this growth plate is not growing in the normal way and it's growing in an area faster than the other. So it will push the leg either inward or outward. So this is one of the causes of the bow leg that we sometimes see. And sometimes also the bow leg is coming from a decrease in the vitamin in the bone, especially vitamin D. We see this less common because most of the food now are fortified, means that they actually add vitamin D to the kid's food. But you still sometimes see this condition if the kid's nutrition is affected, that he will some sort of a bow leg or the other deformity, which is the knocking. Okay. So one of the things that I think is pretty natural for a parent to do is to worry about their children's quality of life over time, right? If they have one of these conditions, they're worried that they're going to be suffering with them forever. So can you talk to us about how these conditions change over time? As we said, most of these conditions will actually improve with the patient growth. So most of it, the bow leg is in the age of two to three years old. So when we see the patient, we, in most cases, get the x-ray, the radiographs, the plain one. And it will tell us a lot. It will give us lots of information if the condition looks benign, if the bone quality is fine and just there is some bow leg. We will do what we call the observation or we just wait a little bit, give the child one or two years for growth and see how is he doing. Is he or she getting better or not? And as we said, most of the time they will get better. If there is like more advanced condition, if it's not physiologic, if there is actually a disease, it is not that hard to treat. If the kids are small, we sometimes put them in a brace that gets them out of the deformity. Or if it's not responding, sometimes we do a small surgeries. We call it growth modulation, in which we control the growth in a way to help us. So if the patient is bow leg, we try to apply the growth in a way to push the leg out of that position. Or if the reverse, if he or she is knock knee, we put the growth modulation on a different part of the growth plate, and that will allow the child to grow gradually into the normal position. Okay, so it seems like there are two categories of things that you deal with. There's kind of the traumatic break or fracture, and then there's also the more common orthopedic conditions. So in the case of the first one, the break or fracture, in terms of advice that you might give to parents, the best thing to do is to go immediately and get it treated, especially because I imagine that the bones or the skeletal system will heal differently over time. So you want to make sure to guide that healing process. Is that more or less correct? Correct. Yeah, definitely correct. So the kid, the skeleton is different than the adult skeleton. The kids, the skeleton, as I said, it has something called growth plate. The growth plate is the area of the bone which allows the bone of the kid to grow. So when are we born, our bones are much smaller than our bones and we reach a skeletal maturity. That's happened through the growth that happens through the growth plate. So when we get a fracture, we always assess with the remaining growth that this child has an effect on that or not. Like if the child is still like five-year-old and expected to grow maybe for 10 more years or 11 more years. So we sometimes accept like 10-degree angulation. Why? Because he's still growing and we're expecting that during that growth, 
and that increase in length, that 10 degree angulation will get corrected with time. If he or she is like have only like five more months of growth or one year more growth, maybe the 10 degree that we accepted when the child was five year old, we will not accept it now because we know that the child does not have enough growth potential to correct that angulation that he is presenting with. In this case, we have to get it correct and apply splint or fire. Okay, that makes sense. And so, for example, if a parent like myself whose child has just experienced an injury, best thing to do is to, what, go into or to give you a call to see you? What, what should a parent do immediately? So that's an excellent question. It depends on the timing. If it happens during the weekend, what happens, most of the parents can go to the urgent care, get an x-ray and put the splint till they see the orthopedic surgeon, the specialized pediatric orthopedic surgeon. If it's in the middle of the week and you can get an appointment immediately or the next day, definitely that will save the family a trip to the urgent care or to the ER. Okay. And then for the second category of conditions, the ones that are more common, like the bow leg and flat foot, for the most part, it sounds like it usually works itself out. So what should a parent do by way of you know coming in to see someone like yourself versus just staying at home and just letting things heal on their own. That's very good. So most of the, as you said, I would say more than 95% of these conditions will get better by themselves. My advice is always listen to the pediatrician because you will see the pediatrician anyway, maybe once or twice a, a year. If you have any concern, you think that there's a flat foot, there's bow leg, there is some decreased range of motion of any joint, just show it to the pediatrician. And if he or she, the pediatrician, think that it's part of the normal development, they will tell you that if they think that this does not really fall into that or it's not getting better as expected, they will take the decision for the referral. Okay. And finally, one question I always like to ask is you've probably treated many, many children. And in all of your work experience, what's one thing that you know to be true that you wish more parents knew before they came to see you? Oh, there's lots of them. First of all, you cannot have an arch in the foot before the age of four-year-old. So I get lots of families that tell you, oh, the kid is flat foot and he's three years old. Yes, because there is no kid that can develop an arch before the age of four. So I would, this is very important. Also, falling. Falling is extremely common in kids because the gait pattern, the normal gait pattern that we have is not reached before the age of four. So kids who are two and three years old are expected to fall. There is no way not to prevent them from falling. Another one, very important, is you're not considered delayed in walking till the age of 18 months because I get lots of families that are very, very concerned that the child is like 15 months and he or she did not start walking. That's still considered with a normal because it's up to 18 months. So these are the three things that I wish most parents were known. Well, Dr. Abdel Gawad, thank you so much. I think that's the perfect place to end. Really appreciate your time today. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thanks for having me. That was Dr. Amber Abdel Gawad, an orthopedic surgeon, a pediatric orthopedic surgeon, and limb lengthening and reconstruction surgeon at Maimonides Medical Center. To make an appointment, you can call 718-283-7400, or you can visit mimo.org. You can hear more topics that might interest you on our podcast page at mimo.org slash medtalk. This has been MyMoMed Talk. I'm your host, Prakash Chandran. Thank you so much and be well.